Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Being called sometimes too, ain't that something? I like it. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Thea. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I see y'all coming in. Welcome. 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 My coffee mug today is from Jamaica. I'll call you back today. Uh, my coffee mug today is from Vivian's Millennium Cafe. If you are ever in Los Angeles, um, North Hollywood area, you need to go to Vivian's. They have some of the best banana pancakes. Like I love pancakes. I love food. I love breakfast. Breakfast is actually my most favorite meal of the day. Anytime someone calls me and they're like, I want to have a breakfast meeting, I get so excited. <laughs> I get excited about breakfast. I'm like, ah. You want to meet for breakfast? Sure. I can have pancakes and French toast. Sure. Like, I love breakfast. Breakfast just sets my day. It's a shame to, to get that excited about breakfast. Um, like, oh, we're getting pancakes? Great. Thank you for letting me have pancakes this morning. So Vivian's has the best they have pancakes. They're made. It's almost like a, a banana foster pancake. Now I don't even have to put a lot of syrup in it. They bake the pancakes right in. So I'm excited. I get excited. I'm thinking about them now. Like, oh, I love breakfast. That's a shame. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. I see y'all coming in. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I'm sorry. I'm having to adjust my YouTube camera. It's doing something strange. Welcome, we are YouTube Live, Facebook Live, and Instagram Live. And I welcome you this morning. I'm super, super excited about what we're gonna do and what God is going to do for us this morning. And I just wanna applaud you and celebrate you this morning for your faithfulness. You getting up at five in the morning, making a decision to put God first, to tithe the first part of your day to God, to tithe the first part of your day to God. That's big. That's big. Um, I try to tie the tenth of my day to him. Uh, and that's not for you. And it's not always concrete. But I'm like, if I can do 10% towards other things, why can't I do 10% of my time towards God? and spending in the very presence of God, because that's how you're going to get the knowledge and the wisdom that you need from him, spending time with him, um, developing and in your most holy faith, which we know is praying in the spirit. I'm sorry, someone's in my face. And in tongues. And so um, spending that time with him and not rushing your time with God. A lot of times we're so rushed in life and we've been moving so fast that we rush our time with God and we don't get to receive the revelation and the knowledge that we need in this next season or in the seasons in our life. And we've been believing God and we're talking to God. And we're like, man, I'm believing God. I need to hear from God this morning. And God was like, I've been trying to talk to you for the last week. <laughs> but every time you get through talking to me, you get up and take off. <laughs> like you just 
Oh, you gone. You know, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you. I plead the blood of Jesus over this day. I welcome this day. I thank you, Father God, for everything that you're doing this day. Bless me this day. Bless my children this day. Bless the city. Bless this nation. And then you just get up and you're like, okay, bye. And the Lord is like, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I wasn't done talking. You didn't give me an opportunity and chance to talk to you. There is a book that's called The Listening Side of Prayer by J.C. Hash. If you're having a hard time to learn how to listen to God, then The Listening Side of Prayer by J.C. Hash will be a very good book for you to do. Now, and I like to be funny sometimes, so y'all laugh at my jokes. <laughs> so um, here we are this morning. Let's start praying. Um, today's title or today's topic is there. There, there was this this thing going on with Job. Job had a uh, weakness. There was a weakness to Job, and even though God talks about his faithfulness, it does not mean he didn't have weaknesses. And Job's weakness is actually displayed in this chapter. They just displayed in this chapter. Um, his weaknesses is displayed in this chapter. And so there was a weakness to Job. And we're going to talk about that weakness this morning. And I'm going to share to you more, share with you a little bit more about what revelation knowledge means. So, Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the word. Thank you, Robert, for laughing at my jokes. Thank you for this day. We thank you for this word. We thank you, Father God, for who you are. We thank you, Father God, for revelation knowledge this morning, Lord God, for the witness of the Holy Spirit, Lord God, for the people that are logging on, for the people that will come in, Lord God. I just ask that you bless them this day. I cover them in the blood of Jesus, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. No demon, no devil in hell shall come near their dwelling. I thank you, Father God, for who you are and what you are to us always. Lord God, let the Holy Spirit be the greater witness in us, Lord God, so that we will not take anything for granted, that we will not take anything for granted. We thank you, Lord God. No more business as usual. No more business as usual that we could begin to draw closer to you, Lord God, that we be, begin to draw inward to you, Lord God, that we become more focused on you, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for just everything. Lord, now bless the words of my mouth. Let the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Bless the people today. Let the word not fall on deaf ears. Let it be implanted in their hearts so that they can go multiply for the kingdom alone. Now, Holy Ghost, go do everything that you said you were going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. So yesterday, I brought up uh, something. And it's funny because sometimes in the word, what we won't do is we won't ask God to um, for clarity or wisdom. Um, I told you guys we won't spend enough time asking him enough questions. And even if he doesn't necessarily give you the answer, there's an answer for you. Sometimes an answer needs to come later. Something that the answer is revealed to you in the word. Uh, sometimes the answer um, comes by the Holy Spirit. But if you're not focused or centered or you don't understand what revelation knowledge is, you won't get it. We have made God real mystical and spooky, and God isn't real mystical and spooky. As a matter of fact, the Lord is waiting on us to have this revelation or have this revealed relationship. Like He has unveiled Himself to us. We are no thank you for that, Holy Ghost. We are no longer behind the veil. When Jesus came, the veil was torn. There is no more bulls. There is no more goats. 
There is no priest that has to go. Jesus was the high priest that came in between us. There is no more priest. Y'all ought to celebrate that right now. Y'all ought to be clapping and thanking for Jesus. There is no more priest that has to go between us. We can go directly towards God. Jesus is the priest that sits in between us. He's the one that made the sacrifice and died for us. And so this is changed from the time in the era of Job. But there, but, but if we look at what happened in Job's life, then we don't have to make some of those same mistakes when we face our fiery tribe trials. So when I talked to you yesterday and I said, you need some revelational knowledge, you need revelation knowledge. What I was saying to you was you need a divine or supernatural disclosure. You need a divine, that's what revelation knowledge is, a divine or supernatural disclosure. Now, tomorrow I'm going to talk to you about how you get revelation knowledge a little bit more. We'll talk to we'll talk about that over the next over the next few days, how to get revelation, but that's a divine or supernatural disclosure. And I'm going to tell you one of the key ways to get divine or supernatural disclosure. We we keep making God so mystical is by the word of God. It's in the word of God. You're going to get divine or supernatural disclosure in the word of God. And I'm going to tell you what happens to us because we don't build up our, ourselves in our most holy faith, right? And we don't build ourselves up in tongues. We're not building ourselves up in the word. And then, and then what happens to us is we run to God in crisis situations instead of being built up in revelation knowledge, built up in his word. We don't run to him or we don't get to him until we are in a crisis situation. And then when it's not working, that's when we begin to press into the things of God. And what happens or what's better for you is if you're already built up in the things of God, and then you'll put yourself in a position that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the word becomes the standard. And that the Lord can't tell, I mean, that they just can't tell you anything, that the enemy can't just speak anything to you, that even though the situation doesn't look like it's working or it's winning for you, right? You're built up in your most holy faith. You've been spending your time with God You and your word. Some of you who have been here faithfully every morning, that was since coffee and conversation started, you feel a strength to you. And I know you do because you text me and message me all the time and tell me, man, the world word has built me up. Because the other thing that the word is doing for you is the word is purifying you. The word is building you up. You're getting the word in and then it's filtering everything out of you that looks cultural, that's been religious, and that is not of faith, right? That is not what we're supposed to be in kingdom. Remember, we talk a lot about kingdom. The kingdom of God is hand. That's what Jesus told him, repent. He was interested in the kingdom of God, not um, just religious sectors, churches, and all those other things. Well, I don't want to get into that this morning. So you're asking God to reveal to you divine or supernatural disclosure. Lord, I need revelation knowledge about what this scripture or what the word is saying to us. And so this morning we're tapping into revelation knowledge of what he's going to show us here where Job, we already know Job has been tested. And the first day, Job lost everything. On the second day of Job's test, he gets in and Satan, they, they're getting in and they're fighting. They're in this argument. I mean, they've already had this conversation. Job is already dead. And then Job gets into this speech. Job gets into the speech. We're going into the third chapter of Job. And this is why I said there was a weakness to Job. Because if Job was steadfast, if God had already did, 
He was righteous and he knew something happened to, to Job. Something happened to Job. Because as, as soon as he loses everything, he then begins to curse the day of his birth. So Job's chapter three, Job's first piece says, as the last Job spoke and he cursed the day of his birth, he said, let the day of my birth be erased. Now that's the same blessed and righteous man, right? And we've always, we've all been there before. We've all been in precious situations where we don't understand necessarily what God is doing. So he says, let the day of my birth be erased in the night I was conceived. Let that day be turned to darkness. Let it be lost even to God on high and let no shine light shine on it. And when I started reading this, I was like, Joe, what you got going on here? Like God had just said he was righteous. He was faithful and he didn't charge God. But then he does what most of us start doing, which is we begin to charge on ourselves. I'm not saying you shouldn't search yourself. You need to search yourself, especially when things are going on around you. But his first speech takes off. And it just goes into doom and gloom. And I'm pretty sure he felt that way. And we've all felt that way. We've all felt the pressures when stuff, when life isn't going away. But it says, let the day of my birth, let the darkness and utter gloom claim the day for its own. Let a black gap cloud. So his mouth, his mouth begins to prophesy to his situation. And be honest with yourself. Look at yourself in this. How many times has something happened to you and you start going into this spiral of just negativity and just this spiral of just doom? Um, we're not we're we're so not cognizant of our speech that we do this all the time. So there's this this is where we begin to see the weakness. Oh, yeah, Ebony. This is where we begin to see the weakness of John. Though, let the darkness and utter gloom claim that day for its own. Let a black cloud overshadow it and let the darkness terrify it. Let that night be blotted off the calendar. Never again to be accounted among the days of the year. Never again to appear among the months. Let that night be childish. Let it have no joy. <laughs> let those who are experts at cursing, whose cursing could rouse Leviathan, curse that day. Let its morning stars remain dark. Let it hope for light, but in vain may it never be seen to see the morning. Curse the day for failing to shut my mother's womb, for letting me to be born to see all this trouble. Why wasn't I born dead? Why didn't I die as I came for the womb? Why was I laid on my mother's lap? I'm like, Job, you come on now, Job. Like, I'm like, Job, you just in something. You own something this morning. Why wasn't I born dead? Why didn't I die as I came from the womb? Why was I laid on my mother's lap? Why did she nurse me at her breast? Had I died at birth, I would now be at peace. I would be asleep and rest. I would rest with the words kings and prime ministers, whose great building now I will rest with princes with. Why wasn't I birth? Bur Job went from praising God, right? He praised God. He didn't curse God. He didn't charge God. But then he comes right back in his speech and creates this whirlwind. Whirlwind. Why is life given to those with no future? Those God has surrounded with difficulties. I cannot eat for sign. My groans pour out like water. Why? I, what I always feared has happened to me. Pause. What I always feared has happened to me. King James Version says, what I feared the most came upon me. What I dreaded has come true. I have no peace, no quietness. I have no rest. Only trouble comes. What I feared the most has already happened. So there was a weakness to Job. There was already fear in place, right? And anytime there is fear in place, 
It's hard for the Holy Ghost to move and to give you revelation, knowledge about a specific situation. Now, we know that Jesus Christ wasn't there, but the Holy Ghost has been on the earth. Rodney, I've been there, too. I've been there, too. I've been in some places, and I just spent into this whole conversation about why this is happening instead of really seeking the face of the Lord. Instead of really seeking the face of the Lord. Instead of really seeking the face of the Lord, we know that the enemy predicates himself on finding our weaknesses and picking those places apart. We know that the enemy, that's what he's looking for, right? And so Job got into this, the God of increase, been blessed, righteous, blessing the Lord. Soon as he loses everything, the very first thing that starts coming out of his mouth is all the things that, that he wished never happened. Well, I wish I know. Well, why did you give me this, baby? Well, why did you give this? I've been there. When my husband died, I asked God. I was mad at God for a long time. I didn't talk to him for about six months. I talked to him, but I didn't talk to him. And he finally, one day, he said, go on and tell me you're mad. Go on and talk to me and tell me you're mad at me. And I told him, I said, I'm mad at you because you knew my husband was going to die. And the Lord simply said to me, Lakeisha, had I given you the final outcome, had I given you the, a final outcome, would you have done the things that you were supposed to do if I had given you the final outcome. If I had given you the final outcome, would you have done everything that I've asked you to do if you knew this, this was how it was going to result? Mm -hmm. See, there are some mysteries to God that we may not ever know. There are some mysteries to God that we may not ever know. This thing with Job, <laughs> this thing with Job goes on and on. Like in the book of Job, he keeps having these speeches, his friends coming, they're, they're coming. We experience problems. Um, we, we make poor choices sometimes. We reap the consequences. And then sometimes we don't wake up to what we need to change or do, right? Um, but the problems don't always mean someone's sin. And that's what Job's friends were trying to say. Well, did you sin? What did you cause to do? So, But Job goes on and on. This just goes on and on. This goes on and on. Job is constantly in conversation. He's responding to his friends. He's responding to the to his environment. And it's just going on and on and on. There is a clarity here that we have to understand as believers. God's ways are just not our, his, our ways. Isaiah 55, 8, 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. I think higher and heavy. Yeah, that, that's good. I mean, I've done it too. Guilty of proclaiming doom in the midst of attacks. That's that's it. He just proclaimed doom. He was so focused on the doom that he forgot about the God he served. He was so focused on the doom that he forgot about the God he served. And that's all he began to focus on was the doom. And we have to ask ourselves, how many times have we focused on the doom, on the problem, on the issue, and less on God. Like, ask ourselves, really, I'm me too, I'm guilty too, I'm guilty. How many times have we focused ourselves on the doom and less on God? So a circumstance or a situation prevails, comes up, comes against us, and instead of spending time praying, talking to God, saying, God, we just blessed for buying a car, same God we just blessed for buying a house. Same God we blessed for working out that situation. Same God we were just blessing. 
But anytime it shifts where it looks like it's not in our favor, we'll get ourselves in a position and we'll start focusing on the doom instead of focusing on what's going on here, God. Um, seating in his face. Because he hasn't changed. He's still the same God of increase. He's still the same merciful God. He's still the same blessed God. But I've seen it happen so many times before. And the enemy prevents a test to us all the time. Like he'll prevent a test to us all the time. He'll present, present a situation to us all the time. That's why I told you this series was called Trust Beyond the Cross. It's trust beyond the cross. Trust beyond the moment of salvation. Trust to the point where God becomes Lord and Savior in your life. Because when he's the Lord, thank you, Vanessa, because repentance is the start. When he's Lord of your life, when he's Lord of your life, then the position or the thought process of, about him does not change when it does not look like it's working in your favor. It does not, you can't talk about bitter and sweet waters can't run out the same mouth. Go look at scripture, bitter and sweet waters can't run out the same mouth. There are some things by God we just were not under necessarily understand. There may be some 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 um, explanations you just may not get. But if He's a good good father, He's a good good father every every in, in every situation. If He's a good good father, He's a good good father when we have or not. That's why Paul said, "I've learned to be content with or without." I, we all guilty, Shamika. We've all been guilty of this. As soon as it doesn't look like Job is just going on and on, I'm like, I'm reading this. I'm like, what was Job on? What was Job on? What was Job thinking? What was Job thinking? Like, if God before us, who's against us, right? So if God is for us, he's a force even in trials and tribulations. He's in force in trouble. But if we've stopped at the point where we only know him as Savior or we've left most things at a cross, we've got to learn to to shift our perspective and our thinking that when a situation is occur, occurs in our life, that we don't go into this doom and this gloom. And he just, I mean, he just kept, <laughs> he just kept, like he just kept going. He just kept going. He just kept going. He gets, and he gets to Job 13 and 15 after he's gone on and on and says, though he slay me, yet I will hope in him, right? He's responded to his friends. He says some positive things to his friend, but at the same time, he's also the other weaknesses here. He's trying to prove his righteousness. And I'm going to talk to him, but talk to you about that tomorrow, trying to prove that you're right standing to God, trying to prove that you, you can't prove, you don't need to prove, you don't have to prove to be right standing with God. But we cannot be, we cannot put ourselves in a position where we get in this word and it's like, are we getting this situation? If it doesn't look like it's working, that then that all the focus becomes on what's not working. Do you know you've written the ticket <laughs> once you do that? It says, it says in Matthew, life and death are in the power. Proverbs 18 tells us our power of life and death are in our tongue and we're going to eat the fruits of it. We're going to eat the fruits of it. You're going to eat the fruits of whatever you're saying. Job already said the thing that I feared the most that it came up on me. So perhaps the situation that we see occurred or the door that allowed the enemy to come in was because fear already existed in him. He, he was already worried about losing everything. Why would you be worried about losing everything when you know the God that you serve gives you everything? Even if God, if it takes, if God, if it takes, if it moves, if it leaves, 
if something happens to it, if calamity strikes, ask yourself today, is God still not God? Is God still not God? The trust has to be beyond the point of salvation. The trust has to come in a circumstance and situation when we leave him as Lord and Savior over everything. That we leave him in the position and we don't change our position about ourselves and we don't change our position about God. He's still God. He's still God. He's, he's still God. He's still God. We've got to trust him beyond just our salvation. We've got to learn to trust him. That's why revelation knowledge is so important. That's why pausing before saying anything, Praying and seeking the Lord is the better way. Lord, the situation has occurred. What's going on here? What's happening in my life right now? Can you just reveal to me in your word? And that's what I always ask him to do. Show me in your word what's going on. Give me a scripture to what's happening in my life. I'm not going to charge you for this because this, this could be me. Definitely could be the enemy. Not going to charge you for this. I'm not going to curse you. I'm not. Bitter and sweet waters cannot run out the same mouth. Bitter and sweet waters cannot run out the same mouth. So asking yourself in the circumstance, the situation, instead of going on, you may miss valuable information you need for what's next. Spending all this time like Job complaining. You may miss valuable information on what you need next. Do you know living for Christ is so practical? It's so practical. It's so practical. You may be missing the valuable information you need. But I order my, I don't know, I'm mad at God right now. I feel like this and do it. And he let this happen and this is going on. And I, da, 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 and God is like, God is sitting up there like, you, ain't, you haven't talked to me about this. You haven't sought the Holy Spirit on this. See, we, we skate on the edge of having a relationship with God. Sometimes we skate on the edge. We talk about how much we love. Oh, the Lord bless me with. And then what happens when it doesn't, when it looks like the Lord isn't blessing? Where is your faithfulness still? And then watching the words out of your mouth. I've done so much teaching on the mouth and what comes out your mouth. <laughs> what comes out your mouth sets your atmosphere. What comes out your mouth. That's why I'm even careful in certain songs that I sing. Because the angels are always listening. And I've already proved this to you. I talked to you about the temple messengers. I lined it up in a word. The angels are always listening to every word that you say. God is always listening to every word by word that you say. And so Joe goes into despair and he starts describing the situation. Well, we already know what the situation was. We already know what his circumstance was. And he just gets into this whole thing of what this situation was instead of centering or focusing himself back on what does God say to me about this situation? What is the word saying to me? That's why I'm telling you, you got to build up your most holy faith ahead of time. You got to be in your word and your scriptures ahead of time. You don't need just word that hypes you up. And just talks to you all the time about, oh, you're going to be blessed. Oh, you're going to be rich. Oh, you're going to be prosperous. Oh, your season is coming. God promised us that. God promised us that. You need to be built up in your almost holy faith. For when a, so when a problem comes, a situation comes, an issue comes, then you don't do what Job did. You don't curse the day you were born. 
You don't curse the day you were born. You don't get into all this, oh my gosh, woe is me. It is so easy for us to get into woe is me. Woe is me. Woe is me. Woe is me. And it's like, no, not woe is me. Not, not woe is me. Lord, show me. Let me build my faith up in you. Let me get in your word. But if you charge your faith, I'm telling you this. If you charge your faith ahead of time, if you put the word, if you trust in the Lord ahead of time, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all my heart, lean out into my own understanding. If you recognize and realize the trust for God goes beyond your salvation, making him Lord and Savior in every area in your life, then we don't have to get into this point of where Job was. Can you imagine how much time Job wasted doing this? Can you even imagine how much time Job wasted answering his friends? He had some friends that came to sit with him for seven days. He responded to them. Can you imagine how much time he wasted instead of spending that time praying, praising, thanking God, and sending the answer? Ask yourself, how much time have I wasted complaining about the situation? How much time have I wasted whining, moaning, and groaning about the situation. And then ask yourself, how much time, Lord, have I really, how, how much time have I spent, Lord, seeking answers for you from you about what to do next? What to do? The other day I was coming home and I had a blowout. No, no joke. I was leaving, actually, I had a friend's house from praying and I had a blowout. My tire blew out. I just bought these tires not long ago. I believed God for these tires not long ago. That believe God for these tires not long ago. I'm driving. I hit a pothole and my tire bugs. My tire bugs. I'm sitting on the phone. I'm riding. Turn text. Call my brother. Say to him, "Hey, tire just busted. <laughs> Can you come get me?" It's late. It's like 10 o'clock at night. He says, where are you? I tell him where I am. I pull my car over. I'm on the phone with a friend. And she says to me, how are you so calm? <laughs> Why are you so calm about this? Why are you sitting in your car at 10 o'clock at night talking to me like nothing is wrong? Your tire just blew out. Those are tires. She knew I had believed God for those tires. You, th that those are tires that you just bought. And you sitting on the phone like ain't nothing wrong. I have been built up in my most holy faith. I'm built up in my most holy faith. Had this happened weeks or months ago, that probably wouldn't have been my response. But I just built up in my most holy faith. And I'll say it when the tire busts, Lord, there's my tire. There's the situation. You know I'm going to need another tire. You provide for me. And then I told Satan, I said, because my tire was busted. You're going to return to me sevenfold. You're going to repay me for my brand new tire. And I want what I get back seven times. I want what I get. And I just sat there and waited on my brother-in-law. Took about an hour and a half, got home late, got home. But what I found in this, because I got so chill, I was able to go home. I was resting well. And I just put the responsibility on God. If we're going to trust him behind the cross and we know him to be provider, and he's supplying all our needs. I just said, this ain't on you. This ain't on me. This is on you. And I put it right back in his lap. 
I drove my little self on home. I got in the bed. I had the only reason I operate at this level is because I've charged my faith. Because I've charged my faith. And I know sitting around, spending time, talking about the problem, talking about the situation is not going to help me. It's not, it's not going to help me. It's not, it's not going to help me. It's not going to help the situation. It's not going to change the situation. It's not going to help me. Um, it's not going to help me do absolutely anything. It's, it's not going to help me do anything. Spending time going on and on and on about the situation. It's not, not going to help me do anything. And so you have to think about that when a crisis comes, what's your response? And how is this your response? And why is this your response? Why am I responding to the situation this way? Because a lot of times we're responding. You responded when, when, we, when Job went there, that's what was in his heart. We know out of abundance of the heart, what? The mouth speaks, right? So when Job went there, that was in his heart. He only talked to what was in his heart. So when, when you're in a circumstance, in a situation, and your response to God is the way you're responding. That's why when people tell me, oh, no, I love the Lord. I believe the Lord. I trust the Lord. When you put a person in a crisis situation, that's when you know what what um, where a person really was. I was looking for the scripture, and I cannot find it, and we need to close. But it says, by your words, you will be acquitted, and by your words, you will be condemned. I know it's in Matthew. I don't know why I can't find it. I quote it all the time. Um, by your words, you'll be acquitted, and by your words, will be you will be condemned. So you need to make sure that you understand that your words in your crisis situation are so essential. But back on him, that's it. We have to put the, the care back on him. But most of the time, we don't put the care back on him. Every time a crisis occurs, look at how you respond. Look at how when you get a bill in the mail, what do you say? When you get a bill in the mail, do you go, oh, my gosh, a surprise bill? Look at how you respond to every situation because what you're responding to is what you just is what's in your mouth and then proverbs 18 tells us we're gonna eat the fruit of that we're gonna eat the fruit of that so if you want to stop eating the fruit of, of a lot of the situations and circumstances that you've been eating then watch what you coming out coming out your mouth and watch how you respond to a crisis situation build yourself up in your most holy faith you need the word now you don't need the word during the crisis you need the word during the crisis but if you've already been built up in your faith, you'll do it. The weakness to Job, there was a weakness. There was a gap in Job. Or we wouldn't have seen this story go on like that. Job would have gotten, okay, Lord, this has happened. And his situation would have been in a position of prayer, praise. He wouldn't have gone through all this. If his position, if there was not a weakness to Job. So there was a weakness to Job. And his weakness lacked in fear. And in trust, that's what we learned today. That's the revelation that we're getting from this chapter today. There was a there was a weakness there. Yeah, that's good, Robert. And guarding, it is about guarding your heart. It is about guarding your heart and how we guard our heart and protect our heart from charging ourselves, from charging God, from going into condemnation is by protecting it in your word. Well, that's it for today. And the scripture gonna pop up. I already know afterwards. That's it today. So you gotta make sure that you guard, he said, guard your heart. But you got to make sure you ask yourself what's going on in me that I'm responding to my situation that way and charge your most holy faith. Get charged up in your most holy faith.
Pray in the Holy Ghost if you pray in tongues. Charge yourself every day in the Holy Ghost, but definitely charge yourself in the word so that when a crisis presents itself, you're in the position to combat the crisis with faith instead of doom, gloom, and sorrow, which is what we saw Job do. Well, that's it for today. I hope that made sense to you. I hope that made sense to you. I'm just believing God today you get fresh perspective and fresh revelation for the things of God. We threw operating in the things of God just any kind of way. We want to walk in the fullness of God. Don't you want to see and experience kingdom here on earth? That's what the Lord is trying to get us to do. I want you to see and experience kingdom here on earth. On earth, here on earth. So getting the word, getting it, getting the word in you, eating, charged in your faith so you can experience the fullness of what you're supposed to walk into. Get the fullness. And the only way that you're going to get revelation knowledge is that you spend the time in the word, that you charge your faith. That's the only way. That's the only way you're going to get what you need. And it's big. Can I tell you something? For those of y'all who keep trying to eat it real quick, bit by bit equals small bites. I'd rather you know five scriptures that apply to your life than you just keep reading a whole lot of stuff. Stop doing that, especially if you don't understand it. Stop doing it. Stop saying you read through the Bible a whole year if you don't understand it. Don't, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Find you a set of scriptures. Get steadfast in those set of scriptures. Just get steadfast. Get understanding in those set of scriptures so you can be built up in your most holy faith. Stop comparing yourself to what somebody else has going on. It don't matter. It don't matter what somebody else knows. The word that I can spew out of my mouth, I might not be able to tell you how the chapters. I know so much word in me, right? But it took from years of eating, studying, and being in front of the word of God. So don't compare yourself. Um, uh-huh. About the listening side of God. We'll post that. The listening side of God by JC Hash. Well, I love y'all. We are way over time this morning. I try to be mindful of your time. Y'all be blessed today. May the blessing of the Lord be upon you. May the bless touch. May the blessing of the Lord be upon you. May you may you understand what it means to live in the shelter of the most high, to be under his shelter, to be under his wings. May he guide you in all your decisions. May his glory be revealed in you today. I want the glory to be revealed in you today. May you understand God at deeper levels. You need to understand God at deeper levels, at a depth. God wants to be intimate with you. He wants to be relational with you. He wants you to understand him, breaking off all the things that you thought you knew about him, coming into fresh revelation with him so that you can be built up in your most holy faith. Do you know why? So you can carry out your purpose here on earth. So you can carry out your purpose here on earth. He wants you to carry out your purpose here on earth. If you're confused, if you're distraught, if you're weak, it's going to be very hard for you to fulfill your purpose because what's going to happen is you're going to get broken focus and something is going to deter you from the plans God has for you. So I love y'all. I love you so much. I love you more than you can even imagine. Don't forget LakeishaMJohnson.com, Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha on YouTube. Go subscribe to the Daily Devotional. Man, I don't want y'all to miss these writings. We have a team of writers that are just phenomenal. We don't spam you. If you go, go to LakeishaMJohnson.com, 
put your email in and then you can get our daily devotional. I have a young lady who writes, her name is the anonymous wife. And she's been telling her journey about being separated from her husband and some other things. Go subscribe to the devotional. It's so also I'm, I do some life strategy teaching and I offer some free classes, but the only way that you'll get these free classes is if you're subscribed to the devotional. And more so than anything, what I need you to do is go be loved today. We are supposed to be a representation of Christ here on the earth. So go be loved today. Let someone experience. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.